Welcome to Made by Women by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. At a moment when businesses face some of the biggest challenges in recent history, we bring you inspiring stories, practical insights, and shared learnings to help you successfully navigate in today's environment. I'm Kim Azzarelli, and thanks so much for joining us today. We are so proud to partner with P&G and its brand, Secret Deodorant, on today's episode of Made by Women. Just as women entrepreneurs have long fought for equality in business, Secret has been a longtime advocate of equal pay and equal treatment for women, and a great supporter of women-owned businesses. Now, each week on this podcast, we hear the stories of resilience and strength in the face of challenges women face every day. One of those challenges is childcare. It's a major obstacle for all families, as we've seen during this pandemic. That's why we were delighted to learn that Secret is recognizing the heroic acts moms do every day by partnering with the YWCA. Secret will help pay for childcare services and programming for more than 100,000 women and their families. Because Secret believes childcare is something mothers and their families shouldn't have to sweat. Now, the YWCA has been on the forefront of women's issues for more than 100 years including as a major provider of childcare. To find out what women really need to move forward right now, I talked to the YWCA's Alejandra Castillo, who recently stepped down as CEO after leading the organization through the pandemic, one of the most challenging times in its history. Enjoy my conversation with Alejandra. Alejandra, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about the work of the YWCA. Sure. The YWCA, as you may know, Kim, is one of the oldest and largest women's organizations in the country. We've been around for 162 years, and it was such a pleasure to be able to lead that organization because through our 202 YWCAs across the country serving 1,200 communities, we can really say that we have our finger on the pulse. To be able to look at communities, large and small, in urban, suburban, and rural areas, to be able to witness what's happening, but most importantly, to be able to respond to the needs of communities across the country. It's an amazing pleasure. And YWCA, you know, has stood at the forefront of some of the most critical issues defining the lives of women, from uh, marching for the eight-hour workday to creating the first women employment center, the first childcare center in the country, becoming the first fully racially integrated organization in our nation. You know, we have a lot of firsts, but in this moment in time, YWCA continues to be that voice advocating for women and girls and communities of color uh, as we go through COVID, but more importantly, as we go through this um, recession, which is being called the She Session. So you have led this organization for the last several years, and you recently stepped down as CEO, but you have led it during one of the hardest periods in our recent history. These last 14 months during COVID have been really, really difficult. What is leadership like during crisis? What a great question. You know, leadership um, is most tested in moments of crises. And for me, it was a blessing to be at the helm of YWCA because I just went into uh, work mode at a hyper speed. And what does that mean? That meant that uh, day in and day out, it was my mind, my team, um, my colleagues were all working around the clock thinking about what are the solutions? How do we solve for these problems? And being innovative in our approaches, because we knew, for example, 
that we had to keep our emergency um, domestic violence shelters open. So across the country, YWCA's were being very innovative. Some of them had uh, RV rented RVs or hotel rooms to be able to solve for the for those um, for those challenging moments. So as as I say, you know, leadership is not for the faint of heart. It really requires tenacity. It requires boldness. But above all, it requires that urgency um, because I knew that it was, uh, you know, this organization was not going to uh, fail under my watch. But it wasn't, it was something that was also very organic. Um, we have 202 leaders across the country that lead their respective YWCAs, and they too um, r- rose to the occasion um, and made sure that they had solutions um, available to them and to their communities. I want to follow up on what you had said about being in a she session. Can you tell us a little bit about what that term means? Sure. So that term really showed up um, back uh, sometime in September through the New York Times. And what that really meant, and, and it, has, it has been adopted because it's really, um, it, it really hits the nail on the head. It is the first time in our nation's history that women are at the core of this recession. And what that means is that women are bearing uh, the disproportionate impact of the economic wake of COVID. And they're bearing the brunt in terms of loss of jobs because they're in those areas that are overly indexed, uh, like restaurant, hospitality, travel, uh, retail. They're also um, having to bear the brunt in terms of the childcare situation. There is no, there, the lack of childcare. Kids are now at home instead of school. Kids are, you know, childcare centers had to close because of social distancing and other areas. So they, they are at the moment where they have nowhere to go when it comes to the caring of their family. Um, and then we're seeing how also how communities of color and women of color uh, are also bearing the brunt in terms of the high rate of COVID cases and COVID deaths. So let's break that down. Two important issues you just mentioned. The first is child care. What is going on for working women right now? And why is child care so crucial? Well, I will tell you, one of the first things you notice was, um, and you continue to see with the job reports, is that most of the, of the losses in jobs have been women. Women are leaving the workforce, not because they want to, but because they have to. They either have to care for their children, to care for their parents, they're sandwiched in the middle. And unfortunately, as a nation, we have put childcare on the shoulders of women. Childcare has to be an issue that really is about families, but also it's of national importance. The uh, Organization of Economic Development, the OECD, tracks how countries deal with childcare. And to no surprise, the United States is at the bottom of that ranking. So we have to really make childcare a a critical um, imperative for us. And unfortunately, women are the ones who bear the brunt in terms of the high cost. But also we need to talk about quality. And we also need to make sure that it's a f- you know, accessible to everyone. So again, if we are going to bring back women to the workplace and bring back jobs, we have to look at childcare as well as workers in the childcare space. How do we pay them? How, are they, um, uh, how do we not only compensate them for a very hard job, um, so childcare has many, many facets. And at this point, we are at a crisis and we have to make sure that the funding is there, that we're designing childcare for a 21st century community 
and that we're making it accessible, affordable, and quality. So the other issue that you mentioned, which is at the center of all this, is women's entrepreneurship. Women entrepreneurs being hit very, very hard in this She Session. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. And I, you know, in a previous life, as you may know, I I worked at the Commerce Department for over seven years. And it was very interesting to look at um, entrepreneurship. I led the Minority Business Development Agency at the time. And I looked at the the data um, from the Census Department, which really has been showing for quite some time how women are the fastest growing segment of the entrepreneurial space, especially um, women of color have been driving entrepreneurship in, in so many different ways. What we're now seeing is it's not just looking at uh, how do you open a business or how do you start a business, but more importantly, how do you uh, how do you maintain sustainability and growth? And this pandemic has really challenged that second part, the sustainability and the growth of women entrepreneurs. So we need to make sure that we are doing the three things, which is access to capital, access to markets, and access to contracts. So the last part, the access to contracts, is who are your clients? How, how can women be part of the supply chain for big corporations or, or, or government as a whole? So that whole space of procurement and contracts is criti- critically important, but also the access to capital. The fact that women have to uh, finance their entrepreneurial dreams because most banks will not lend them the, mu- the dollars, we have to change that. This is where innovation really stems, making sure that women and communities of color that are starting their businesses, that are looking at the marketplace and looking at the services and products that are needed, that they have that capital in order to start the business and grow the business. We'll be back with Seneca's Made by Women after this short break. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, you know, at Seneca Women, this is really important to us, and we just launched 
a new marketplace, the Seneca Women Marketplace, to showcase women-owned businesses that everyone can shop from because we can all do something, certainly to use our purchasing power to support women entrepreneurs at this critical moment. But I want to just think about the two things that you said. You talked about childcare and you talked about women entrepreneurs. And if you think about mompreneurs, you know, women who are starting businesses and who have children, they're getting doubly impacted right now. What can you tell us about that? Yeah. And again, it's how do you tell a woman who's pursuing her entrepreneurial dream that she has to make these tough choices because there's only so much time, energy, and resources in her life and her day to get things going. So again, this is where we need to have that conversation that childcare has to be something that not only is on the shoulders of women, but that we have to look at it from a national priority, that there are the funding and the resources there you know, the federal government has, uh, has uh, designated resources for childcare, but it's not enough. How do we bring in, how do we bring a, a, a different set of players as well, whether it's philanthropy, whether it's the private sector, to really look at childcare and its affordability and availability? Um, and, and again, we're, we're going through a, a caregiving crisis because it's not just childcare. You know, I, I'm caring for my 81-year-old mother so it's childcare, but it's it's really the care industry overall. Whether it's an elderly parent, a sick child, a, 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 a partner, or the childcare as a whole. Um, and then the other part on the entrepreneurial side, which I want to add, um, Kim, is it's supporting women entrepreneurs, which is important at the individual level. Like, what do we do? Where do we buy? Who do we purchase from? But I also want to stress how do companies and governments who purchase so many goods and services. The federal government, for example, buys half a trillion dollars of goods and services every year. How do we make sure that women entrepreneurs are in that supply chain? Um, and that is something that we have to educate, but we also have to demand um, because there are so many innovative uh, women out there who are pursuing their entrepreneurial dreams and bringing some very, very important products and services to market. So I'm glad that Seneca Women is focusing on that marketplace idea. Well, you made so many important points just now. I think one of the points you made about it not being women's responsibility solely to solve the childcare issue, not putting another burden on women on top of working, on top of running your business, on top of trying to uh, you know, make sure you're taking care of children, elderly, et cetera. But actually solving this national crisis is going to require a lot. And it, and it just is unfair to put yet another burden on women alone. And you then talked about the role of the public sector and the role of the private sector. And I understand that you just recently launched a partnership with Secret Deodorant that will change the lives of women across the U.S. How is Secret partnering with YWCA? First of all, I want to thank Secret. Um, they have been an incredible partner with us on so many levels. But this particular campaign really tugs at the heart. And it's a way to celebrate, um, so celebrate moms. Um, if, if you've seen some of the ad, which I hope you, you can put a link uh, to the ad when you post this podcast, the ads are, are kids recognizing their moms, recognizing the hard work that it is to hold on a job or to run a business and to, at the same time, care for the future of their children. And it, it tugs at the heart. We, um, YWCA partnered with Secret um, since COVID-19, and they have been truly pushing out the message that women and girls need to be supported, not just in their lives, but in the, and also supporting their dreams. So um, this, this campaign is really um, something that I think is going to make a big um, difference in terms of awareness 
and also recognition, very, very appropriate recognition. Um, uh, as we enter into Women's History Month and as we celebrate International Women's Day, I think Secret is just an extraordinary partner for us. And I love this idea of the campaign that makes mom the superheroes that they are. So how will you be using the funds that Secret's providing to work on workforce development and other programs? Sure. So Secret is actually a partnering with YWCA on a, on a couple of projects. In this particular campaign, they are partnering with us in a program that we call WE360, which stands for Women Entrepreneurship 360. And that is a platform that YWCA will be launching in later this month to support women entrepreneurs, not just with the classical, how do you start a business, uh, but more importantly, how do you grow a business? How do you get access to capital? It underscores the access to capital piece because, again, um, when you have a, a, a tight cash crunch, you're not able to continue to buy the supplies, the, to, you know, maintain your inventory, be able to respond. So it's a it's that We360 is a platform that's going to help women uh, weather COVID, but also start planning um, on not just weathering COVID, but really thinking about growing growing your business. So. Um, again, it was one of the the partnerships that I was most thrilled of of making sure that we entered. And again, Secret is just an incredible um, partner, both on the on the visibility side, but also on the substantive side, making sure that what they say is actually backed up by a a very strong program that can reach communities across the country. So we're talking about this because we know there's a fairness and a justice, but there's also a benefit that is unleashed when we relieve this burden on women, when we allow women to pursue their entrepreneurial aspirations and dreams, as you say. What is the impact on the economy when the burden of childcare is lifted? Tremendous. Um, the burden of childcare creates uh, so many um, invisible impacts. You know, women, uh, absenteeism in the workplace or absenteeism even with your own business is in, in very large part caused when, when your childcare is unstable, when you have to uh, stay at home with a sick child, when you have to, um, you know, th- there is no available childcare, when, you're, when your uh, babysitter or, or other caretakers are not there for you, um, that causes for the workplace a huge, um, a huge cost uh, in terms of absenteeism. But it also creates a huge cost when it comes down to, um, you know, preparing our kids for the future as well. As we know, the data also tells us that, um, you know, the earlier the child is in school in terms of early childhood education, the, the earlier they're going to learn how to read, how to write, how to love learning. So it has a, an impact on, on both ends of the spectrum, on, on women in terms of how they show up in the workplace, how they show up in, in, um, in their um, entrepreneur, on their businesses, I should say. But it also shows up in the quality of a child's um, experience in terms of education. And I think that as a country, we, we lump childcare in one big category without the ability of teasing it out and really being able to understand and underscore what the cost is when we have a childcare system that's broken. And we're seeing it in the, in, in the flesh right now. We're seeing it come to life because this is why so many women are exiting the workforce. And until we solve it, you won't be able to get women back to work. You won't be able to get women to open up their shops, their, their businesses. And that has a huge economic cost, especially now that the focus is on, on revi- revitalizing this economy. Hence why this is called the She Session. 
You know, I love this phrase of secrets, which is of all things, women shouldn't have to sweat. Childcare is one of them. And I think you've just, you've just laid out the economic argument extremely well. So I guess I just want to end by asking you one last question. I mean, obviously, this is, these are really hard times for everybody, and it's difficult to see that data and to recognize the impact that this is having on women. But what's making you optimistic right now? So many things, Kim, so many things. First of all, partners like Secret, who are really coming into the fold and, and kind of through their power of, of their products and, 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 of their, and of their campaign, being able to tell the world, yeah, mom shouldn't be sweating all of this, bringing that awareness, celebrating women. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. These last, um, you know, these last 14 months have been a very hard journey, especially for women, especially for women of color as well. Um, but what keeps me optimistic is the fact that the nonprofit community has really um, stood up in terms of being there, never closing their doors, answering the call of need, uh, whether it's in our food insecurity or domestic violence, as the YWCA has done, um, issues of, of also turning our child care centers um, to help first responder and, and, um, and uh, essential workers. It's, it's the optimism that people have, have really re-centered themselves around community. And that is, that is very important because pre-COVID, um, there was a sense of a very individualistic society. Now we're, we're all understanding how it all takes, it takes all hands on deck to get through these challenging moments. And that's, that's really promising. Um, the fact that the nonprofit sector, that philanthropy, that corporate um, partners like Procter & Gamble and, and in this case Secret um, have all lent their voices and their resources and their, their ideas to get us through this part. Well, Alejandra, it's always extremely motivating to talk to you and to listen to the work of the YWCA. And we're thrilled about this partnership. So we look forward to seeing what's to come. Thank you, Kim. It's always a pleasure to be with you. American women have been fortunate to have Alejandra Castillo at the helm of the YWCA. Here are three valuable lessons I took from the conversation. First, as Alejandra tells us, the true test of leadership comes in moments of crisis. And the three requirements of leadership, she says, are tenacity, boldness, and above all, urgency. Second, women's entrepreneurship can provide a path forward for so many women, but for them to succeed, they need to have access to capital, access to markets, and access to contracts. Finally, one of the most crucial factors for mothers who run businesses, and for all mothers and families, is solving the childcare crisis. As Alejandra says, the childcare burden can't only be on the shoulders of women. It needs to be a national priority. That's why we were thrilled to learn about Secret Deodorant's docu-series, showcasing moms as the superheroes they are, and about their partnership with the YWCA. If you wanna learn more about this program and to help spread awareness about the need for childcare, check out hashtag RaiseItUp from Secret and go to secret.com to see videos of secret superhero moms and to learn how you can get involved. Made by Women is brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G.